You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, guess who? I told you I'd be back when I had something very important to talk about. And listen, we are debuting right now a very special six-part mini podcast series. Here's what we did. We did a live stream theater maker challenge on Facebook recently called Places Please. What theater makers can do right now to get ready for the rebirth, the renaissance, the reopening, whatever it is you want to call it, of the theater. This is a pivotal time of theater going. We need to be ready for it. So we got some fantastic speakers to join us. And all they did was talk about strategies, tips, techniques, hacks, what they are doing right now to get more theater and better theater out there in the world. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do this six-part audio series now, which is ripped straight from this Theater Makers Challenge. You're going to hear from some fantastic speakers over the next six episodes of this special mini-series podcast. And I guarantee you this, you stick it out through the end of this thing you are going to be ready to make more theater and better theater than you've ever made in your entire theater-making career. So enough of me. This is not about me. This is about these great speakers that are ready to entertain, inspire, and educate you into the rest of 2021 and beyond. So let's get to the Places Please Challenge. Makers Challenge. Places, please. Places, please. Places, please. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Theater Makers Studio Places, Please Challenge. Uh, welcome, everyone. So, here's what we're going to do today. Um, we're all very excited that the theater is coming back, of course. Uh, and we want to get you ready for it, okay? So first of all, the first thing I want to do is say a huge thank you. I want to say a huge thank you to every single one of you showing up today. Uh, and the reason I want to say thank you is because I want to say thank you for your commitment to the theater. Your commitment to the theater, boy, have we needed it over the last 18 months. And for all the fans, for all the theater makers out there that are still as passionate about this industry and as passionate about this art form than ever before, and I know that's all of you here. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for your commitment to the theater, but I'm also thankful for your commitment to yourself as a theater maker. You are literally showing up for, yes, 
another Zoom event, another virtual event. You are here. And the reason you are here is because you are committed to making more theater and better theater and learning how to do just that. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to help you with that. Now, I will tell you this. A lot of people just uh, I ran in because I'm running into more people these days. I ran into a very, very, very veteran producer last week. And uh, they wanted to have lunch this week. And I was like, I can't. I have a challenge. And they were like, I don't know what that is. And I described what it was. And they looked at me and they just said, why? Why are you doing this? And I thought I'd take a moment to answer that question, both for this veteran producer who I hope is watching and also for every single one of you. Uh, And the very simple answer of why, why I do this is quite simply, I believe the world is a better place if there is more theater in it. That's it. That's what I believe. I believe the world is a better place if there's more theater in it. And there's only more theater in it if there are people like you making it. That's right. It's because of people like you. You're the reason why I blog and why I podcast, why I host the Theater Makers Summit, why I founded the studio and why I'm here today on this challenge and why we assembled all these great speakers here for you this week. Because if it weren't for you, Broadway and the theater would cease to exist, would cease to exist. So I'm so thankful again that all of you are here. But why now? So why are we doing this challenge? Why did I throw this on my team just a few weeks ago and say, we got to do a challenge and we got to do it right now? Uh, And why did they all like sort of roll their eyes, but then roll up their sleeves and say, "Okay, we know why we're doing this? Because the fact is that I also believe that we're about to enter the most exciting era of theater making any of us have ever known. I've been doing this for 25 years now. And I've never seen a more exciting time. We've had a very, very dark time. Now we're going to have a very, very exciting time. That's right, because as I've said before, the renaissance is coming. We're going to scratch that. The renaissance is here. It's here right now. Right now. The fact that we have Broadway shows up and running again from our classics like Wicked and Hamilton to groundbreaking new plays like Passover, this era that we're about to enter into is going to make the shutdown worth it. I'm giving you a little preview right now of my keynote that I'm going to deliver at this year's Theater Makers Summit. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to make it worth it. And I'm not the one who is the only one who thinks this. If you remember last year, last year at the Theater Makers Summit, our keynote speaker, Chris Jackson, said this. The last time America faced a pandemic, the next 10 years were some of the most productive and fun foundational years in our art form, not just on Broadway, in our art form, whether that's here in the East Village, in the Bronx, or in Nova Scotia, or Toronto, or Switzerland, wherever you are, the theater is about to enter a transformational period. So what does that mean? What does it mean? It means more opportunities for more theater makers, just like each and every one of you. The only question I have is, will you be ready for your places call? Will you be ready for it? Now that it's begun, now that we're gearing back up, will you be ready? So if you're worried, I don't want you to worry. We're going to make sure you are. 
that's what this week is about. That's what the studio is about. That's what the Theater Maker Summit is about. That's what everything we do is about, making sure you are ready to accomplish everything you want to accomplish in the theater and more. So if you want to make theater, you are in the right place right now. Pat yourself on the back. You signed up for the right challenge. You are in the right place, and we're going to help you. So get to it. Let's get to it, okay? So look, this week, this challenge, it's about getting ready and getting ready quickly. So what I've put together is I'm going to give you three tips to finishing something and fast because I know there was a lot of stuff over the last 15, 16, 17 months they were like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And maybe you didn't quite achieve all those goals yet, right? Maybe you didn't quite get there. Okay, it's okay. We're going to acknowledge that. There was a lot going on. We had moments where there were very good Netflix shows on. There were moments, frankly, where we just had to go buy a big box of Oreos and binge eat them to get through the last year and a half. So I get it. I get it. But we're going to give you some tips right now to finishing whatever it is you're working on, whatever project you're on, whether you're writing something new, whether you have to raise a certain amount of money to fund a project, a film, no matter what it is, here are three tips to finishing something right now and fast. Are we ready? Okay. The first one is I want you to do use this mess, method that I've actually studied from others and gleaned from myself that I call the big three. Okay. The big three is that you decide what to do this week and every day. So every Sunday, you're going to come up with what your big three is. Now, how do you establish your big three? So you're going to ask yourself, like, what's most important to you? What dream, what goal, what ambition is most important to you? Acting, writing, producing, painting, whatever it is. Not that makes you the most money to survive. What's most important to you? Okay. And then you're going to ask yourself, what if you finish will have the biggest impact on your life? That's right. What if you complete will have the biggest impact on your life? And I want you to come up with three of them. Those are your big three. You're going to work on three things in that week. You're going to identify these three things and you're going to work on those big three that week and try to accomplish those things. Okay. Now, how do we do that? Here's where we get very specific. I want you to calendar time each and every day to make sure you make time for what you want to do. This is the thing right now. It's actually a crazy period for us, right? We all have a ton going on. So it's very easy for us to get distracted by all the things we actually don't want to do, especially when those things are easy. How many of you are like this? You've got a big project you want to do. Maybe you want to write a, another, revise an act of a play, start a new musical. And the thought of that is so overwhelming. You're like, I'm just going to do this small thing. I'm just going to write this email to this person because that'll take no time. But that email isn't as important to you as what would happen if you finished that revision of that act or if you started that new musical. We often put off those things that are overwhelming or seem more difficult or more challenging. We focus on these little things. They actually, it's biological. They give us a little uh, shot of adrenaline, right? They give us, oh, I finished something. I'm accomplishing something. But the fact is you're not accomplishing the big things that actually will have the biggest impact on your life. So that's what the big three is all about. And then what you have to do is schedule time for them. 
Schedule time, 30 minutes, an hour, squeeze it in wherever you can. Get up 30 minutes earlier if you can to focus on it. And how I want you to think about this is think of it like a doctor's appointment or a flight to Hawaii. You wouldn't miss that, right? I often say, how come if you if all of us on this challenge right now, and tell me if you agree with this, if you had a flight for 4.30 a.m. tomorrow morning from JFK, which meant you had to get in a car at like 2.30, but that flight was going to Hawaii, to Jakarta, to, I don't know, wherever your dream vacation is, you'd go. You'd get up. How come we can get up for a trip to Hawaii that's going to last a week, but we can't get up sometimes to work on something that may change the rest of our life. So think of it like a doctor's appointment or a flight to Hawaii, and I promise you, you'll show up. Now, last, this is something new that I've just started that's, that I'm finding very successful. I want you to use what I'm calling right now the algebra exam method to make sure you finish what you want to accomplish in the time allotted. So often, if you calendar, right, you'll calendar 30 minutes, you'll calendar an hour, you'll calendar a certain part of your day to work on a script or whatever it is you want to work on, raising money, whatever it is, right? And say you give yourself, I want to rewrite a scene in 30 minutes, okay? Here's how you make sure you finish. I want you to butt up something against that writing time, that raising money time, that voice lesson time, whatever that is, butt up something against it that you can't miss, that you can't be late for. Another doctor's appointment, a phone call, a meeting with your trainer, whatever it is, something that you can't be late for. The start of the new episode of Ted Lasso. I mean, I'm not missing that. So whatever that is, butt it up right against. Here's what happens. You get put on a timer, right, that you can't be late for. We all finish those algebra exams, right? We finished our SATs. They told us, finish the SATs in the time allotted because it's better that you get to everyone and, and just try to grab, grab an answer somewhere, right? Get through it. Get through it. I want you to get through it. Don't wor- worry about being perfect. Get through it in the time allotted so you finish. And what I'm finding very helpful to me is if I set a lunch date or something where I need to be by a certain time right before the automatic deadline goes, uh, deadline goes on. Right. And the thing is, we have trouble as human beings as setting artificial deadlines. We need external pressure. We need someone else. We need that accountability. Right. We need a friend waiting for us somewhere. Where is Ken? He told me he would be here 15 minutes ago. I don't want to let him down. I'm going to rush, rush, rush through whatever I need to get through in order to meet my friend for that coffee. So try that method. I find it very successful. You do these three things. You set the big three, your intention for the big three of the week and every single day. You calendar those and then you butt it up against something important. You will finish more. And when you finish something, that's when you can truly begin. I get a lot of people coming to me saying, I have ideas. I have an idea for a show. I have an idea for a play, for a musical, for an app. Right? How many people have multiple ideas for things? Well, the fact is, an idea gets you nowhere. It's only when that idea is realized into the form of a script, in the form of something tangible that you can rehearse, that you can put up. 
that's only when our journey to making theater can truly begin. So get things finished, get things finished fast. This is a challenge, which means you're gonna have some homework. So here's your homework, okay? Identify your big three for this week. What three things could you finish this week that could have the biggest impact on your goals in the theater? What three things? Identify them. That's it. Won't take long. Calendar time to work on each of the three. Schedule the time. Put it in your calendar, your planner, Google Calendar, whatever you use. Schedule that time. And then show up to that time like it's a flight to Hawaii. That's what I want you to do. Show up like it's a flight to Hawaii or better. Show up like your dreams depended on because they do. They do. Go get them, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ken. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I hope it's pulling back the curtain on this business of Broadway. If you're looking to learn more about what makes this industry tick, go to my website, kendavenport.com, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. I'll send you one email a week, one article about what I'm seeing, trends, insights, marketing ideas on what's happening on Broadway right now. That's kendavenport.com. Hope to see you there and in your inbox. All right. Hello, everyone. This is my my time now, my 10 to 15 minutes. Tough act to follow. Tony Award winner, Ken Davenport, but I'm super grateful to be here. Um, I'm down here in Miami. I wish I could see you all face to face, maybe drop some haze in the comments um, or, yeah, just reach out to me at Bill for the Stage. Uh, shoot me a DM to say hi. Um, instead of just staring at this green light on my laptop. But the cool thing about this is that there are people I saw like from Switzerland or California, you know, places that you're at right now that wouldn't have allowed you perhaps to attend uh, this week, this challenge. So uh, hello to everyone. My name is Joe and I, I did play division one football and also majored in musical theater. Um, I like to think, and I, I looked it up when I was playing, that I was the only listed musical theater major in the country uh, playing football. But that was my life, and uh, that's really how Bill for the Stage started. So if you're a theater maker out there and you're wondering, how is this first speaker, or I guess second behind Ken, going to relate to me? Um, I promise you, I think you'll have some uh, golden nuggets to take away from this little chat. I have five topics that I want to talk to you about. Um, they will be fitness related, um, but overall theme will be that everything is everything. So that's that's the first topic that I'm going to talk about is everything is everything. So when we're talking about fitness or the body, the mind, the spirit, the heart, it's all directly related to that. Um, so like Carrie kindly mentioned, um, I, I do have the gift of training people in over 20 Broadway shows right now, as well as college kids across the country or national tours or just actors trying to uh, 
to book their next gig or theater makers like you, if you're not a performer. And what I always tell them is everything is everything. So the first thing I wake up, uh, the first thing I do when I wake up is I make my bed. You probably have heard this famous speech um, by someone in the military. I believe he was giving a commencement speech for uh, a college graduation. And it's true. You start your day with accomplishing the simplest of a task, like making your bed, but it sets the tone for your day. And honestly, this day for me right now has been a bit of a struggle because typically I get up, I journal, I make my bed, I journal, I have my breakfast, and I go straight to my training session to get my workout out of the way. Because for me, it's more so mental therapy than it is for physical exercise. But I had to kind of flip-flop my schedule because I knew I had to come speak with y'all. And I was having to fight and suppress that anxiety today. So taking deep breaths and just uh, trying to recenter myself. So I am approaching this as a challenge of my own to step outside of my ritual or my schedule um, and be here with you all uh, the best that I can be. And um, I'm grateful for that. Ken had mentioned, you know, putting things in your calendar schedule, huge on that. If it's in your calendar, if you've committed to it, if you set the time aside, if you've prioritized it, you're more likely to make it happen than just to kind of, you know, put it up in your mind some that like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to it. No, we're going to set out the time and day and actually get it done. So back to everything is everything. You hear a lot of times like having a messy home or apartment or a room can subconsciously mess with your mind, messy space, messy mind. It's the same with our bodies in fitness with working out and trying to uh, enhance our level of performance or our well-being, your body is the room, is the house for your heart, for your mind, for your spirit. So if you're not cleaning your body, if we're going with that messy room analogy, if you're not taking the time to enhance your performance physically or to just better your well-being physically, that room, that structure that is housing your heart, mind, and spirit, it's going to affect those other things. So if you're wanting to write that script, if you're wanting to seek that, um, that producer for funding, if you're wanting to do all these things and you're busy and you're saying, Joe, I don't have time to work out or I don't have the motivation or I just don't want to do it, I'm here to tell you that you need to take the time to clean your house, to work on your house, to work on your body. I'm not speaking aesthetically. I haven't mentioned anything about weight loss or looking. I'm just talking about your general health and well-being of your physical body. Um, so that's all I'm going to say about that. My second thing, we're going to say just start, just jump. So that's our second topic. Um, Madison or Mary, one of uh, the ladies there can put that up there. Just start. So you all out there have aspirations of maybe uh, producing your own play, or if you're a performer, you know, getting back to auditions after uh, this long pandemic, um, or whatever it is that you are artistically um, pursuing, you have to just start. And if you already have, you just have to keep going. 
Nothing's going to be perfect. Nothing's going to be uh, permanent as well. So many people allow fear and the unknown um, of what will be to prevent them from even getting started. And I said this to Mary. Um, she had emailed me about just what's one thing that you would just want people to grab onto. And that would be it would be you have you have people like Ken, you have people like Carrie, you have people in the industry that you look up to and you probably think, wow, they're so special. Wow, they're so unlike me or uh, I wish I could do that. It's just never going to be in the cards for me. But the reality is, yes, Ken, Carrie, these people, yes, they're special. But the reality is, is that they're no different than you. And at one point in their life and career, they made the decision to start, to just jump. And there's so many things to be discovered and to get better at, but you're going to get to those things when you get to those things. Um, something I say with uh, my therapist when we're talking about affirmations, I like to say, I'm on my way to where I'm supposed to be. And if you don't know where that is, the key point is I'm on my way. And you can't be on your way unless you start. And it's the same with fitness that I tell my clients that say, I'll start when I get in better shape. Well, how are you going to start with me as working together to get in better shape? Unless you start, you just have to start. You have to just get going. So I'll be a better producer once I know the X, Y, Z on producing a play, or I'll be a better theater maker in regards to uh, becoming a costume designer once I maybe hone this craft just a little. No, you just get started and those things will take care of themselves. I'll move on to my next point, but one story I want to tell you is about my podcast, Built for the Stage. My podcast, Built for the Stage, I started in uh, January, first week of January of 2018. I had no idea what I was doing, but I listened to podcasts and some podcasts in particular really inspired me to get this business started. And um, I knew that my clients that are on Broadway had special stories to tell and I wanted to tell them. I got a lapel microphone on a splitter. So there's two of them, plugged it into my cell phone. Okay. And, and got this uh, app. It's called Anchor. If anyone's interested in starting their own podcast, Anchor is a great podcast platform um, because they do a lot of stuff for you. It's very um, user-friendly. Sit. I have to sit next to my guest, right? Like shoulder to shoulder because we're on these splitter mics. And we do our uh, interviews, not in this bougie studio that I now or I used to get to do before the pandemic and hopefully get to return with Broadway Podcast Network. But we were on the streets of New York. So you'd be interview, I'd be interviewing them talking and you'd hear like a homeless person screaming like crazy or or construction where it was a mess. Okay. But I'm now over 130 episodes in, um, which is a basically an episode a week. So over two years of doing this now. And if you listen to, you know, the first couple episodes in comparison to what they are now, it's a world of difference. But if I didn't 
if I didn't just get started with those lapel mics into my plugged into my cell phone, I would never have gotten to the place I am now. And going back to looking at amazing people like Carrie and Ken, they aren't, they, they didn't just get to the place that they're at now instantly. They had to start and just rough it and figure it out and, and carry, uh, work on her voice and acting and, and dance and Ken figuring out the industry and how he can, uh, make different networking connections and angles. And so they didn't just, and it's the same for y'all. So if you're just getting started or if this is slow and uh, beginning uh, phases of your process, keep going. You can only get there by going there. All right. Hear me on that. Okay. Third point I love about what I love about is you see the results in your efforts. And what I mean by that is that if you show up consistently and let's just say, you know, you're lifting some weights overhead and they're five pounds and that's all you can do. If you keep going and you have a plan, eventually those turn into seven and a half or they turn into 10 pounds or whatever. And you, you physically can see the results happening before your eyes when you're in the work. And sometimes in the arts, it's a bit more difficult because you are putting in the work, but sometimes there are uh, different other variants that are out of your control. So fitness for me allows me to center myself and ground myself that, hey, I'm going to be disciplined and put in this work and I'm going to in real time see it happening. If you are doing the fitness in real time and, and you're not seeing it happening, then reach out. Maybe we just need to uh, readjust your plan a bit. But if you're doing it the right way, you're going to see it happening. And I want to bring this up because in the arts, it can be it can be a challenge to keep going. I'm getting like emotional thinking about either my pursuit in it or clients or whatever. But how fitness has helped me is that it ingrains in me the attitude, the mantra of continuing to show up and knowing that my work will pay off. And how I relate that to the arts is that even though in real time or not as literal, I could see, see it happening for me, because of my fitness journey, I am ingrained, I am trained to continue to show up and put in the work. And I'm telling you, eventually, if it hasn't happened for you, haven't seen what you wanted to see out of your career or your pursuit and your projects right now, if you keep showing up, it's going to happen. If you stop showing up to the plate and stop swinging, you're never going to hit it. It's never going to happen. But just keep showing up to the plate. My fourth thing, it's uh, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. Say that to yourself. I can do hard things. In fitness, when I show up and I'm working through a set or I'm doing a tough conditioning piece, I'm proving to myself by finishing those things, by showing up, giving my best that day and finishing those things, I'm proving to myself that I can do hard things. So when I'm about to step into the audition room, about to go into a meeting where I'm trying to pitch uh, some 
investors uh, to back my project, or I'm trying to get maybe partners to partner with me to work together on something I'm trying to produce, you will have that confidence in yourself that, hey, I can do hard things. And I can't tell you how many times I go back to myself uh, in my mind when I'm approaching things like this, like this. I'm doing this thing. It's not easy to talk into this this green dot on the screen and have no idea what's going on with these people that are listening to me. It's tough. But I've proven to myself through showing up for fitness and other things in my life because of what I've done through fitness is that I can do it. I've shown up before. I've had doubts. I've had fears. And I've leaned into them. I've approached them with an open mind, with uh, a humble mindset, but at the same time, I've had a mantra or a chip on my shoulder that I can do this. So sh- if you show up for yourself in the gym and you really challenge yourself, that's going to carry over into your career or into your relationships that, hey, I do hard things every day. And for me, I love doing my workout first thing because later on, in the day, if other challenging things come up, I'll say, shoot, I've, I've already checked off some boxes of plenty of tough things today. Let's keep it rolling. Um, and that kind of goes back to the everything is everything. If you're in this groove with your body, with your mind, with your spirit of oiling the chain, I'll say, that just becomes everything for you. You just keep showing up in that way, no matter what it is you're doing in your life. All right. Last thing I'm going to talk about is you're doing this for you. Ultimately, ultimately, you're doing this for you. So a lot of the times in in a fitness journey, a big fear of, of people, especially if they're going to work out at a gym in public, is thinking that they're going to be judged or thinking that they're less than or thinking that um, I don't know what I'm doing or, you know. It's going to be the same thing for you probably sometimes in your pursuit of whatever you're trying to create or whatever you're trying to um, uh, accomplish in your performance career or being a scenic designer, whatever it may be. You're going to have a fear, whether you want to admit it or not, but subconsciously, we all are kind of wired about thinking, what are other people going to think? Or why am I really afraid? Am I afraid to fail because I don't want to fail myself? Or am, I, or am I afraid that other people will see me fail? And I'm worried about thinking about what they think about me. So what I want to say to you all right now is that you have to go back to the beginning of why are you doing this? It's probably a passion that's buried deep inside of you. And you have to remember that, that this is for me. Yes, it can affect other people. Yes, I can help other people. But you can only give your best to others unless you give your best to yourself. So if you're going to the gym and you're worried about those people judging you, they probably could care less about what you're doing. And if they do care what you're doing, screw them. (laughs) Forget them. They have issues of their own. And, And if anything, you should feel sorry for them. You have to be there for you. And that's the same thing with your fears of 
trying to produce a new work or writing your own script or whatever. You can't be worried about what other people are going to think about it. John, I don't know. This was not a part of my talk, but John Mayer just posted about his 20 year anniversary of his uh, album that had your body is a wonderland on it. And he writes, you should uh, look it up on his Instagram. He writes this great caption about if he was worried about what people would have thought of this title or this song about your body is a wonderland, he would have never done it, but it was just in him. The words came out. He liked the groove and he put it out there and it was loved by the masses. But now 20 years later, he's looking at it and he's kind of laughing about it. He's like, this is kind of silly, but he, he just did it. And, and he's John Mayer now. Okay. So just do it. You're doing this for you. And that's all I have to say. I hope that this green dot I'm looking at loved it. I hope that you all got something from it. And it's just been a pleasure to speak to you all. Um, would love to have you work with me for free for a little bit. If you wanted to take some uh, advantage of getting some one-on-one -on -one coaching online, I work with people across the world, performers and theater makers in Australia and London. So wherever you're at, um, would love to get to meet you and chat with. So it's been a pleasure. And um, yeah. Thank you so much day, for being a part of this special podcast mini series, The Places Please Challenge. Are you inspired? Do you have strategies? Are you ready to make more theater and better theater? Well, listen, if you enjoyed this series, here's what I want you to do. If you like listening to speakers and getting these kind of strategies, then I want you to check out the Theater Makers Summit. This is a virtual conference that is coming up coming up right now on November, November 6th and 7th with a bonus day on the 8th. It's all virtual, all virtual. Go to theatermakersummit.com. It's our fifth anniversary of what I believe is the largest conference for theater makers anywhere. Last year, we had over 100 speakers and over 1,000 attendees. This year, we've got even more speakers and we're expecting even more attendees Lots of education, lots of networking opportunities. I hope to see you there. The, the summit is my favorite event of the year. My favorite event of the year. And now because it's virtual, you can attend from the comfort of your own bedroom in your pajamas. I mean, what's better than that? Learning about the theater in your PJs. Go to theatermakersummit.com, theatermakersummit.com, or just Google it. And you will find it. Grab a ticket. Join us for the Theater Makers Summit. I promise you, you're going to leave inspired and with more knowledge than you came in ready to tackle the renaissance of the theater. I look forward to seeing you at the conference. And I look forward to seeing one of your shows on a stage. Thanks again for joining us at the Places Please Audio Podcast Challenge. Theater Makers Challenge Places Please Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.